Welcome to a new episode of the Land Grant Holy Land State Secret Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this show, one of our recruiting experts, Patrick Mayhorn, tries to keep me, an old man who doesn't follow recruiting all that closely, up to date on everything that's happening for the future of Ohio State's football and basketball teams. Patrick, how you been, man? Ran a, ran a half marathon today, huh? I did. I've been good. I've been uh, tired most recently following the half marathon, but um, it's been a, a pretty... Uh, exciting last couple of weeks for Ohio State recruiting. It seems like as soon as we took a little break, Ohio State recruiting picked right back up. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's our fault that Ohio State recruiting was <laughs> slow a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, it, we are recording on Sunday evening, just a few hours after Ohio State got their latest commitment and only their second defensive commitment for the 2020 season. And that comes in the form of three-star defensive lineman Ty Hamilton. He is a Central Ohio guy. He's from Pickerington Central High School, where I went to school before the school separated. But he is also... Pickerington. The better Pickerington. Yes, it's definitely (laughs) us. But he is also somewhat of an Ohio State legacy, as his older brother is defensive tackle, probably projected starter for this year, Devon Hamilton. So um, I don't know that this one was necessarily a surprise. Um, And he's not a big flashy four or five star guy that will get all the message boards people excited, Patrick. But he's the first defensive lineman of this class. And he's somebody who seems to bring a lot of versatility to the position um, that maybe uh, people might not see in just his his three-star ranking. Yeah, he's certainly, I, I think that versatile is a good way to describe him. And I've, uh, as we're recording, I've just finished writing kind of my form of a scouting report on him. And really the number one thing that stood out to me, and this doesn't really show up in recruiting rankings for better and for worse, um, is his his effort, his motor. Uh, which is not a super flashy thing to talk about. He's not, you know, Chase Young level speed or Joey or Nick Bosa level moves, but it really stands out on every single one of his plays where he is going all out 100 miles per hour on every play. And um, he's not the most technically refined person at this point, which is why his rankings are near the, uh, near the 900s and not closer to the, the 100s. But He's a, a really good athlete. He's really strong. He's got kind of a tweener size right now. He's, I want to say, 6'3", 250-ish. And Ohio State wants him in kind of a, a Cam Hayward, um, Tyquan Lewis type role where he's he's going to play some defensive end primarily, but they'll also move him inside against teams that like to pass a little bit more. Um, he's not really... He's not dissimilar from his brother, at least coming to Ohio State. Both guys were a bit undersized, had frames to grow into. And I, I think really the main thing with Hamilton is that he is he's a bit of a project, but he's a project with um, you know, really good work ethic, really good effort, like I said. And he's a guy who I think once he gets in the Ohio State weight program and once he can spend a couple years learning how to really use his hands, how to use leverage from Larry Johnson – um, he's the kind of guy who I don't expect to be a star at Ohio State, but I do think can be a really consistent starter and someone who can hold the defensive line together and really hold the whole defense together. Yeah, definitely someone who comes in with the the raw athleticism and the want to certainly has the opportunity to get a ton better, not only working 
with Mickey Marotti, but also uh, Coach Johnson as well. So uh, excited to see what happens with the younger of the Hamilton brothers. But that does bring one real quick question, and we want to talk about three other recruits that have committed recently. But like I said at the top, Ty Hamilton is only the second defensive recruit to commit to Ohio State for the 2020 class, while they've already got um, they've got 10 other offensive recruits. So should people be worried that Ryan Day, the new head coach, seems to really be stockpiling offensive talent and is having to play catch up a little bit on defense? Um, I think that there are certainly people who are concerned about it. I'm not at this point, um, which can at least partially answer the question. I, I think that the the concern is understandable. Why with a a new offensive minded coach, you would be a little bit taken aback by two defensive recruits to this point. Um, but as we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, there are quite a few defensive guys who I think are on a bit of a, a commitment watch. And I think that those concerns about the lack of defensive recruiting production will be kind of answered or, or satiated here in the next few weeks because Ohio State is seemingly about to load up on five or six defenders in the 2020 class. But even if those guys aren't set to actually commit in the next month, let's say that you know everything goes a little bit awry and the, the visits don't quite go as well as Ohio State is hoping and the guys who are on that list don't end up committing, um, I still wouldn't be super concerned about it because – Ohio State's defensive staff is still super, super new to Columbus. They're still trying to develop relationships. Two of them jump from a rival school, which means that they have some explaining to do to recruits who are <laughs> looking at both schools, and that's a difficult you know, process. That's Greg Madison has a lot of explaining to do in Michigan. He, he has a lot of people to kind of calm down and sell on Ohio State after he spent like 60 years saying that Ohio State is a bad school. Um, and now Washington is in a similar place. But I think that they're starting to kind of get a little bit of a foothold, find some traction. And um, I think it's really only a matter of time, especially if Ohio State's defense comes out this upcoming season and looks uh, good instead of bad. That's really going to be a key is that the defense isn't bad in 2019. <laughs> it's shocking how competent coaching uh, can help your your recruiting, despite the fact that actually the defensive recruiting has not been bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's just Greg Schiano is bad. <laughs> uh, not just him. But anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about some of the other commitments that have pledged to play at Ohio State, Patrick, since the last time that that we did one of these podcasts. I think the the big name out of the other three um, is obviously kicker Jake Siebert. Oh, no, yep. never mind. No, um, <laughs> Julian, wide receiver Julian Fleming, who is um, – he is now the number one recruit in the class. He's the fifth-ranked player in the country, first out of Pennsylvania, uh, first in terms of position rankings as a wide receiver. He's a five-star kid. Huge, huge commitment to help out this offense moving forward. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, I mean, a truly, truly elite talent, and it's reflected by his ranking. It's reflected by the way people talk about him. Um, you know, if if Ohio State fans loved going out and getting Garrett Wilson, they will be equally pleased with Julian Fleming when he comes in and probably puts on a similar show in next year's spring game. Um, just and, a, go ahead. I was saying, and the best part is, is that everyone in Pennsylvania thought he was going to Penn State. They and, sure did, especially James Franklin. <laughs> I mean, there were 
there were cataclysmic meltdowns um, when this commitment happened. And it seems like, I, I don't know if it's related or all, but since then, like Penn State's had three commits decommit. So I don't know what the hell is going on over in State College, but man, do I love it. Yeah, it's it's very entertaining to watch. I have seen um, a couple Ohio State fans reading in a little bit too much to that. And they're saying that, you know, James Franklin's going to the NFL, which he's not. Um, he's not going to the NFL. Anybody who reports that doesn't know what they're talking about. But um, it, it is like it's a little bit of an issue at Penn State right now where there are some questions about their offense. Uh, there are some questions about Ricky Ronnie, the relatively new offensive coordinator and the struggles that he had last season and I think that Julian Fleming's concerns with the way that they used receivers last year was fair um, and that was really the number one thing that led him to leave you know Pennsylvania and jump to Ohio State and uh, there was some chatter uh, earlier this weekend because Julian Fleming was at a seven-on-seven camp on Penn State's campus but uh, I, I can say without a whole lot of doubt that Ohio State fans really don't need to worry about this one unless Penn State's offense looks spectacular in 2019, which I would not uh, bank on by any means. And I, I, um, I think that Ohio State has essentially locked this one up unless Ohio State completely forgets how to pass. Um, so which, really, not going to really big time get. Yeah, yeah, probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the other commits that we had uh, come to Ohio State in the last few weeks is not a, a flashy one like um, uh, like Julian Fleming is, but it is from a rival school's state. It's a three-star offensive lineman, Grant, is it Toutant? Um, that sounds right. Sure, why not? It, uh, let's say it's a little French there. Toutant from Warren, Michigan. He's the 10th rated player in the state of Michigan, but he is a three-star offensive lineman. Um, don't expect a ton uh, from him early on, just from the position that he plays and seems like he's got a he's a big dude, uh, but seems to probably have to put on some strength. But uh, anything interesting about his recruitment coming out of Michigan? Well, yeah, speaking of Penn State, this is another one that um, that staff is not super happy to lose to Ohio State. Um, it, it's been a rough couple of years with Penn State with regards to Ohio State. And um, while Tutan is a, a little bit more of a um, a prospect, a, a project, than he is a an immediate contributor like Fleming, uh, having him flip from Penn State to, Hi- to Ohio State is certainly something that has caused a little bit of angst over there. And um, it seems like Ryan Day is, is pleased to throw some shots towards Happy Valley early on and understandably so it's it's always a good lead to or always a good idea to get a lead on them early on in your Ohio State tenure but um, as an actual player he's he's pretty interesting he's a, a big dude he's a guy who I think is going to continue to to bulk up and um, he moves really well for his size he's another one of those high school offensive linemen who doesn't really know how to block for passing yet because his team runs right. the option but um ohio state has had those guys before josh myers is one who stands out as you know somebody who has to learn how to do pass protection and um either greg Stadrawa or a better coach will get the chance to teach him how to to block for passing and um i don't have a ton of concerns about that so he's a little bit more of a developmental guy but he is someone who i think can start at ohio state in the future and be a pretty good starter yeah, and the last commit I mentioned him jokingly earlier is Jake Siebert. He is a kicker from Cincinnati. It goes to LaSalle, but according to one of the kicking-focused 
recruiting sites. He's the number one kicker in the country. No idea what that means. No idea <laughs> how they determine that because he only had like seven field goal attempts as a uh, as a junior. So don't know what that means, but should note number one kicker in the country, Jake Siebert coming to Ohio state as part of the 2020 class. Yeah, um, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. That's, that's all we need. Okay. So another recruiting battle that we wanted to talk about that involves a little bit of Pennsylvania involves a little bit of Michigan uh, has to do with Ohio state's quarterback for the 2021 recruiting class. They obviously got the commitment from Kyle McCord from Pennsylvania over JJ McCarthy um, who is from Illinois. He has since committed to Michigan and he has a ton of things to say about Ohio state now that they decided not to take him in their 2021 class. Kyle McCord is a kid who is going to come in with a ton of, of accolades. He's kind of one of the kids leading the charge, recruiting other players in the 2021 class, including his high school teammate, Marvin Harrison jr. But what about this potential rivalry between McCord and McCarthy Two good Irish names there. Um, what do you what do you think stands out about this potential quarterback rivalry? Well, it's certainly interesting, and I think that the the response from these two has kind of reflected what Ohio State saw as well, where McCarthy is a little bit more fiery. He is a little bit more of the the chip on the shoulder type, and um, he he certainly reflected that after committing to Michigan and not hesitating to um, to say some things about Ohio State taking Kyle McCord instead of him. And Kyle McCord, as far as I have seen, has not talked about J.J. McCarthy at all. Um, he doesn't seem super concerned with J.J. McCarthy or Michigan, for that matter. Um, and I think that that's not a huge reason that Ohio State decided on McCord rather than McCarthy. But I do think that he's a little bit calmer. He's a little bit more of that traditional like Dwayne Haskins style leader rather than a Baker Mayfield style leader and um, really either one can can work perfectly fine but I do think Ryan Day prefers a little bit more of a, a quiet approach for a quarterback someone who's a little bit more in control at, at times of his emotions and um, that's not to to say that J.J. McCarthy can't do that I, I think he's a good quarterback but uh, I, I do think that really Ohio State took Kyle McCord simply because he's a slightly better fit for the offense, both personality-wise and as an actual quarterback. And um, av- having watched both and put together quite a few, you know, paragraphs and words about both on who they are as football players, I think I agree with Ohio State's assessment. I, I think that JJ McCarthy's a good player. I think he's a guy who makes a lot of plays um, in that Michigan offense. I think he's kind of an interesting fit especially because we don't really know what that Michigan offense is going to be quite yet. Um, still waiting on what that um, that Gaddis offense quite looks like, but he's a guy who likes to make some plays on the run, likes to be a little bit more aggressive and throw the ball down the field. And Kyle McCord takes a little bit more of a methodical approach. I think he's a little bit more consistent as a passer underneath and across the middle. He's a little bit more well-built. Um, I, I think that it really just comes down to, to preference and Ohio state prefers the guy who they know can be really, really good. And the guy who they, they don't really have to do a ton of coaching up his, his throwing motion is already good. He's already a pretty smart player. Um, 
they preferred that over J.J. McCarthy, who maybe has a slightly higher ceiling, maybe a little bit stronger, but will take a little bit more work to coach up. His his motion needs cleaned up a little bit. And um, ultimately, I, I think that's a decision we're going to see Ryan Day taking a lot, and I'm not super upset about that. I, I think that that's a perfectly fine way to recruit quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds a little bit, and this is extrapolating probably a little too much out of this, but it seems like Ryan Day is more comfortable coaching, um, or maybe not even the coaching part of it, but having someone like JT Barrett run his offense rather than Baker Mayfield, who might have yeah. to be a little bit more flashy, but is also um, a, a bit of a hothead at times. McCarthy is currently the, the second-ranked pro-style quarterback. McCord is the eighth-ranked pro-style quarterback, and after Ohio State took McCord on um, April 30th McCarthy committed to Michigan on May 11th and he said I get it's a bit I get it's a business but it always sucks being lied to and that's kind of where the rivalry started for me and the hatred but what are you going to do it's a business and they have to do what they have to do they lied to my face but it's all good now I sincerely doubt and we are obviously not people who defend Ohio State coaches just because they're Ohio State coaches but I sincerely doubt that Ryan Day and company lied to McCarthy's face. But that's neither here nor there. As he said, it's all good now. Um, but let's let's move over to from quarterbacks to running backs. Ohio State is probably going to have three running backs in their 2020 class, and there's a handful of guys that are in contention for those spots. You've got Kendall Milton from California, um, Bijan Robinson, Diamante Trainum, Sam Adams, and Jalen Knighton. Patrick, if you had to handicap this, which three of those backs are going to end up being Buckeyes? Well, it seems like right now there's there's one sure answer, and that's Trayanum. Um, he's been kind of the stable part of this prospect list for a while now. He's he's a bit of a tweener where he's not the most powerful guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He can do a little bit of both. He's he's a bit of a um, I don't want to say Mike Weber, but he's he's a bit of a a tweener where I don't think he's going to be a star, but he can be very good. Uh, so I think that he likely joins the class and he's actually on our commitment watch that we'll talk about here in a few and um, I believe he starts his official visit on Monday and I would imagine a, a commitment to either Ohio State or Michigan will follow shortly after that um, and then along with him Ohio State is going to almost certainly get one of the five stars Milton and Robinson and then one of the receiving oriented backs Adam and Knighton um, at this point I, I'm still going to stick with Kendall Milton being the five star. Bijan Robinson just had an extremely good visit to Columbus, and um, I think that they have shot up his his list following that. But I'm still not 100% sold that he is interested in leaving the West Coast, and um, Kendall Milton is seemingly steadfast on leaving the West Coast because his final four schools are three SEC schools and then Ohio State. Um, and for, for him, it's really going to come down to Ohio State and one of those SEC schools, which is going to be Georgia in this case. And uh, I, I think ultimately Ohio State would be super happy to have either one. And I think that they end up with Milton. Um, and then the receiving backs is a little bit harder to predict. Sam Adams is actually uh, G. Scott's, the, the receiver commitment, his teammate, which could help a little bit. But it does hurt that he's from Washington. And most guys from Washington are not G. Scott, where they're willing to go to uh, Columbus, Ohio for college. And that, that'll be a tough sell. But um, he can certainly play. He certainly fits that role that they're looking for in that third running back Um 
the the one that I am going to pick here is Jalen Knighton. Uh, I, I think that getting him up to Columbus will be key. And if uh, if his his visits, I would imagine he takes multiple visits, go well, I do think that Ohio State could end up getting him. And um, if they end up missing on both, they might go back and, and look at someone like Michael Drennan, who has fallen off the list a little bit, much to my dismay, because he's one of my favorite running backs in the class. Um, but right now, as of you know mid-June, I think it's probably Milton, Trayanum, and Knighton, which is I mean, quite the running back class. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So, well, you said uh, uh, Tranum is coming to uh, coming to Columbus this week and potentially could be committing at any point, whether that's to Ohio State or the school up north. Uh, who else do we have on commitment watch? I know it, it, amongst the folks that could be committing is the younger brother of Mike Doss. Yeah, AJ Kirk, who is. Um, I think he's going to be a really, really good player. I think he might be um, right up there in in talent level with Mike Doss, which is a fun story to watch. And yeah, that's um, saying something there. Yeah, I, I think that that'll be uh, a recruitment that Ohio State fans will enjoy seeing Ohio State win here probably sooner rather than later. But um, along with him and Trey, and, um, I've got Darion Henry, who uh, Ohio State fans are certainly familiar with because it feels like Ohio State has been recruiting him for 15 years now. I think he's um, been on every single commitment watch that we've done on this show. Yeah, it feels like it. Got to commit at some point. <laughs> I would imagine that probably happens uh, pretty soon because he's on his official visit next weekend, and uh, it seems like things could end shortly after that. Uh, along with him, I have Clark Phillips, who has become kind of the number one cornerback in this class for Ohio State, and I would imagine that he's another one of those guys who could really commit at any time. Um, he was an Ohio State-Notre Dame battle. It seems like Notre Dame has kind of fallen to third behind Cal and um, I would imagine Ohio State wins that battle. Um, after that, I've got Cody Simon and Court Williams, a pair of linebackers. Simon is pretty new to Ohio State's list, but he he likes Ohio State a lot. They like him a lot. Um, both of those guys are visiting next weekend. I think either one could commit. Williams is more likely. Um, but I do think Ohio State probably gets one of those two. And then um, lastly is Joe Royer, who... I don't know how closely Ohio State fans have been following the tight end offer battle, which is not a a (laughs) super flashy position by any means, but it came down to Royer and um, Luke Lachey, who is, uh, yeah, who is, um, I think he's the son of uh, the the Lachey that you are thinking of. And yeah, Jim. Um, Obviously a a Buckeye legend and uh, someone who, uh, a lot of people thought his connection to Ohio State would ultimately result in an offer to Luke Lachey. And if you were wondering if the uh, the keeping it in the family nature that Urban Meyer liked to take to Ohio State remains under Ryan Day, your answer is that Joe Royer got the offer and Luke Lachey did not. And I think that's because both players are good. Joe Royer looked a whole lot better at camp, which is saying something because I think Luke Lachey looked pretty good too. But... I think Joe Royer, when he takes his visit next weekend, is almost certain to to commit to Ohio State. It's really just a matter of time with him, and uh, Ohio State is really, really happy with that. He's a, he's a really talented player, and he's a guy who I think fits this offense pretty well. 
Awesome. Well, it seems like uh, we've got some uh, recruitment pre-writes to uh, get ready for hopefully this that weekend. Is, yeah, that is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll work on that uh, after we get off this podcast. But uh, Patrick, thanks for all the information. That's, that's awesome. And it, it's getting to that point now with everybody being out of school for the summer, all of the, the recruits having time to go to camps. There was an Ohio State camp this past week. Um, it's time where they're if they're inclined to make their commitment over the summer, this is the time when those things can happen. So uh, definitely an yep. exciting time. And we'll keep you all updated here on the land grant, Holy land state secret podcast. Thank you for listening. Of course. And if you are finding the show on the site, make sure that you subscribe in order to get all of the ever expanding LGHL podcast universe offerings, including this show, along with the mothership, hang out in the Holy land with Patrick and Colton, our new land grant, Holy land in conversation show and outside the shoe our podcast about OSU's non-revenue sports. Don't forget you can follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33 and on Facebook at LandGrantHolyLand. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt and Patrick, you're on Twitter at Patrick underscore Mayhorn, correct? Yep, that's right. Awesome. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon and go Bucks.